What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Let's Talk Sonic podcast. This is great. This is a beautiful moment. This is our debut episode. Hello, everyone. Whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're watching on Spotify, I just want to welcome you to what is going to be an awesome podcast. And I, I want to also give a hand to my co-host, even though we haven't done anything. Just go ahead and give a round of applause because uh, in advance, because this podcast is going to rock your socks. Um, yeah, I have my co-host here, Gamebox. I like Sonic. <laughs> yeah, we, we, big surprise. We like Sonic. Yeah, and um, yeah, everyone, welcome to Let's Talk Sonic podcast. So I should, I think, a brief overview is uh, necessary to basically understand what the heck is going on here. So, um, me and Gamebox are two YouTubers, two friends who both have a intense interest. Have, well, okay, maybe for me, it's a little obsessive. I don't know about Gameboxes, and I'm not going to jump to assumptions. All right, uh, we love Sonic. We are Sonic fans. Yep, run away, uh, grab out your pitchforks, lock your doors. Okay, we're, we're official Sonic fans, so that should already give you immediate red flags, right? Because we love this, we love this blue vat. And I thought it would be a great idea if we just got together for like an hour and just talked about Sonic and posted our conversations online in a podcast format. Isn't that insane? Yay! <laughs> I don't know why I'm pretending to act excited, but don't get me wrong, I am excited, but I just like being weird. It's funny. Yeah, the, dude, uh, being weird is honestly underrated. I, I mean, we're, we're, we we love Sonic, and we're both, like, college kids. All right? like, we're, we're already weird, okay? Don't, don't worry. We're just going to carry over to our adulthood. All right? it's, it's a label that we will never be able to shake off. Um yeah so so everyone um just welcome to the podcast um this is going to hopefully be a weekly series every wednesday where me and gamebox get together and just uh talk about sonic news talk about sonic subjects just shout out love for this uh beloved franchise um so yeah today's episode topic is going to be a really simple one we're just gonna we're just gonna get to know each other uh, you guys more specifically you guys are gonna get to know us okay because me and gamebox have known each other for three years all right that's um we, that's, we, we there's still a lot of two of us to know about one another but for the most part we know each other pretty well you guys don't know us at least the majority of you watching so yeah we're gonna just go ahead and just introduce ourselves and starting with game box okay so the really the first question of tonight um i, I just want to ask you game box who are you okay what are you what are you doing in this podcast uh, what do you do what are your passions who are you well um to every to all to the viewers watching this or listening to this. Um, hi, I'm Gamebox. Um, I was going to reveal my age there, but yeah, I, you almost got me there. But uh, <laughs> I, I love I love the world of storytelling. Um, stop motion is a big passion of mine. I love movies, uh, TV shows. Um, I, I love editing on YouTube. I have been on like a big block, a big creator's block last year, which was which kind of sucked. And I just overall love the world of creativity. I'm also a sucker for older films. So if you ever ask me, what's your favorite older older film? I'll just point out, it's Cameraman's Revenge from 1912. <laughs> even though I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even past 30. And I love a film from 1912. That's amazing. Hey man, I, I still chose the 1933's King Kong, okay? Some, there are some classic films that are just, that will never age. They will, but the, the heart of the stories will never age. Yeah. And um, for so as for Sonic stuff, so 
I would say... Oh, I'm trying to remember. There's so many stories I have with Sonic. Um, how I remember pretty much getting into Sonic, in a way, was... I think it was back in... Oh, what the, what year did it come? I think it was 2006, 2009. I remember um, I had a Wii, and my folks brought, brought home a game called Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. I was like, oh, Mario, that's pretty cool, because I obviously knew Mario before Sonic. And then I see Sonic, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, he looks interesting. Let's see what we've got for this game. And then as I'm looking, I see this character, and I'm like, oh, okay. I click on him, and then Jason Griffith's Sonic Sonic voice starts. Uh, wow! Actually, the first line I ever heard from Jason Griffin was, here we go! And I was like, oh, he's cool. I like him. Yeah. Uh, but then peak Sonic voice. Peak Sonic voice. I love Jason Griffin. Yep. <laughs> That's but, the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just, yep. <laughs> uh, I take this as All the right. part I've got to pick a, This is the part where I have to pick a favorite Sonic game, something like that? That's just my random um, you know, well, we, can, we can talk about that later, because that's probably going to just be, like, a big conversation of just discussing, like, our favorite... Uh, not only just our favorite game, like, what really makes, like, a, a favorite Sonic game for us, just, like, our favorite era, our favorite type of Sonic game. Um, yeah, there's a lot of avenues that conversation can go down, so we can reserve that for, for uh, later. That's cool. That's amazing. Yeah, surprisingly, Mario in in Sonic at the Olympics is a game that uh, was a lot of people's first Sonic game. Uh, I I didn't really realize that until um, after I really got into this community and I started hearing a lot of different people's stories about how they got into Sonic. Um, most people either grew up the Genesis games or it was or they were a Mario fan and then they saw that Sonic crossover and then it just introduced them to the wacky, insane world of that franchise. So I think that's really cool that you're one of the people who um, that game was like a nice little introduction. Mm-hmm. Weird, but oh no, I forgot to. <laughs> Game of professionals, you guys just sort of wow, no, that's my notification. I probably blasted out all of your hair, John. I am going to, I'm going to put this on. Do not disturb. First episode, we all got a zombie in here, but we're just getting it. We're just getting into it, man. We're getting into it. We're professionals, I swear to God, we're professionals. We are. Uh, we are. Yeah. All right. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say? Um, no, not really. Other than I always played Sonic and Shadow for the uh, Olympic Games, and uh, they were just so they were just so freaking cool. That was it. Yeah, growing up as a PlayStation kid, I never had access to any Nintendo console. Uh, my sisters had a Wii, but they only played like Wii Resort and Wii Sports, so like they didn't really ha- like have any individual games, uh, like a, a Mario or Zelda or whatever. So I- I've never been like uh, like in Nintendo, so I would have never been able to uh, play that game. Um, if you guys are wondering who this random um, a hole is, hi guys. Uh, my name is the Slime Sonic fan. Um, y- y- you you definitely know that if you're watching on this channel, but if you happen to come across this podcast on Spotify. Well, yeah, that's who I am. Um, 
I'm a YouTuber who is a extreme geek. I love movies. I love video games. I love books. I'm just I just love fiction. Fiction is better than the real life because it makes sense, unlike real life. All right, even freaking mythical dragons, real dominating quests, all that makes more sense than the insane world that we all live in. Okay, so uh, yeah, I love fiction. It's it's just it's just amazing. And um, out of all those different mediums, video games has definitely been my biggest passion uh, growing up. And I, I that's a nice little segue into how I first came across Sonic. So the first time I ever saw a Sonic game was when it was on my dad's computer. Um, it might have been my dad's computer, it might have been my mom's computer. I don't know it exactly. I know it was my dad who sat me down in front of it. So yeah, uh, we had Sonic the Hedgehog 1 on a computer, and obviously I just didn't vibe with it. Okay, I, I didn't really know a lot about Sonic back then, um, but it was just a pixelated 2D game, and you know I grew up with like 3D uh, PS2 platformers, so I was it wasn't really my thing. I wasn't really into it. I just thought it was like a, a nice little nice little cool thing or whatever but I, I, it, was, it just wasn't my thing um so yeah um so really the majority of my sonic memories growing up doesn't stem from actually owning a sonic game it stems from watching uh, someone play a sonic game that being my dad who has sonic the hedgehog 2 on his phone now back then when i was young i thought portable gaming systems were awesome i always wanted to play stuff because I, I would like get dragged out the house and have to go a lot of places and i always wanted to play video games like on the go and so yeah my dad had a bunch of games on his phone one of them was sonic 2 and i just just remember me and my sister would watch him play and it just be it just be so cool because you know like obviously like it, it's a fast little hedgehog he's going to all these wacky places i remember one thing i will never forget is we were like waiting outside of a mall we were watching him like fight mecha sonic um in the death egg um i, I, was, I remember just seeing that and being like oh my god that's an evil sonic like <laughs> i was just i thought that was sick and um yeah but i didn't really play a sonic game until i got a second genesis like when i was 10 and it included um sonic one two uh sonic and knuckles uh, Dr. Robotnik's uh, Mean Bean Machine, Spinball, all that jazz. Uh... And yeah, no, I had fun on one. I especially had fun on two. I had so many great memories on two. It which became like one of my favorite Sonic games. But even then, I wasn't really a Sonic fan. What really made me a fan was when I got my Xbox Three Six. Sorry, excuse me. When I got my Xbox Three Sixty and I downloaded the Generations demo. Playing the Sonic Generations demo on on that like powerful console back then was just insane. It was such a huge spectacle. I loved all of it. It was so fun. It just got me super invested. And so one thing leads to another. I'm I'm on YouTube watching all these different Sonic reviews, like experiencing the world through other YouTubers' eyes. Really playing in the games myself until I uh, bought Generations Adventure Adventure Two. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's what really like. It made me a Sonic fan, and I've been a Sonic fan ever since 2014 when I was 11. That's pretty late, honestly, because uh, most people are like Sonic fans since like they were six, since they were in diapers playing a Sega Genesis. But I, I joined the crowd a little late. But I'm a little I'm a little bit of a late bloomer. Uh, but yeah, no, that's how I became a Sonic fan. That's how I got introduced in the series, and uh, yeah, that's that's what led me down the rabbit hole of this uh, weird blue rodent. And here we are. Yeah, we're gonna explore yeah. more of Sonic. Yeah, but now I'm freaking 19 and we're just we're just sitting here uh talking about this kids franchise uh for like an hour. So that's that's what that's where my life choices have led me and honestly I would have it no other way. <laughs> I've I've based my entire brand off of this off of this amazing franchise. I I, I love it. <sighs> but uh huh? Can't blame you. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I don't care what anyone says. I, Sonic is the coolest thing ever, and you you guys are gonna learn a lot about it. 
uh, watching this podcast. So now that you guys know who we are, now that we've addressed how we really like became fans of this series, um, I think a v- really interesting question. Um, I think I I, I honestly want to ask because I want to know um this about Gamebox, uh, and then I'll elaborate on what my opinion is after him. Um. What do you love most about Sonic the Hedgehog? I think that's a nice little like subtopic for this episode because you know a lot of people they'll like they'll play the games. A lot of people will just watch the movies. They won't even like touch the controller. They'll just see the TV series, think it's the coolest thing ever. Some people just read the comics. Some people just uh, obsess over um, questionable fan art <laughs> over certain characters together. Okay, there's there's a lot of different things that a lot of people, different people love about Sonic. So, what would you say your favorite aspect of the franchise is? It could be anything. That doesn't have to be a singular game. That's not have to be a singular uh medium it can be honestly whatever um uh, just what favorite... series gives you the most joy sorry for that's kind um i think what really intrigues me about sonic is well back when i was back when i was young it would always just be how the games would play how the speed mechanics would work but nowadays it would just be the stories that they tell the characters how they how they were written back then um yeah just mainly how stories were told and just how far you can go with these characters like with sonic you can pretty much do anything with him like even in mm-hmm. some games that people wouldn't really like like black knight but personally i think black knight is one of the best sonic wii games of all time and i think that just it just perfectly shows Sonic as a character. It demonstrates why Sonic is so... What's the word? Either likable or what makes him... Him, you know? Yeah. No, I completely get what you're saying. Um, I've never had the honor of playing Black Knight. Or I should say the pleasure. When I say honor, it sounds like some sort of like rare privilege bestowed down upon me. Um, I've never, like I said, I've never had a Wii. I've never had the chance to experience uh, Secret Rings. Thank God. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I want to I wanna play Black Knight, though, because that, I've heard that that is a criminally overlooked game that has an amazing story and relatively fun gameplay. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and continue. That was pretty much it. Just uh, oh, yeah. the lore, the characters, how how they inter- how they again used to interact with each other before they well supposed meta era. But <laughs> yeah, before contact and grab got their hands in the script. <laughs> Lord, I didn't even know what was going on at the time. It was just like, oh my oh, god! god. I mean, there were, I mean, the games were okay. Like back when um. I think this was when COVID started. I got Sonic Forces, and I remember saying that game's that game's just amazing. But years later, I'm like, nah, this is this just ain't it, because I just re-experienced, I just experienced Unleashed again, and it was like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, I I honestly didn't really mind the meta era as it was going on. It's not until uh, Frontiers came out where like I realized, oh my god, I didn't even realize how far the characters had fallen from grace until... until actually, no, okay, it, Forces was kind of the first game where I realized something was wrong, where I was like, wait, how do they have such a big character roster here, and yet... I don't like anyone. <laughs> like I, I, I like none of these characters are sticking out at all, like they would back in like the two thousands. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, God, God, God damn it, Gamebox. Okay, you have to have the same answer I have, because my my answer was also going to be the Lauren characters. It's weird, because there's a lot of Sonic fans um, who, like, don't really think about the story, that the story is not really the main appeal, that's just there for the gameplay. And trust me, the gameplay is important. Like, these games being fun is, is like, highly imperative. Sonic 06 is a great example of you can have great characterization and a great story, but if that game's broken, ain't no one playing it. I, that, that left a irreparable state on the entire series god oh man i just realized our first episode and i'm mentioning 06 oh i don't want to be a game journalist i swear guys i don't want to be a game journalist but um yeah yeah but yeah no the, the story and characters are also uh what i love most about the series because i i, I don't know guys i just I, these characters are amazing. I, I like they're not the most complex written. They're not the. They're definitely not the most consistent. Uh, you, you know, in some cases, they're not even the most original. But it's just how the dynamic works and how well it's presented that just makes them so gosh darn likable and attracts me to every single game, even like different mediums. Like that's the thing. If these characters weren't good or if the story wasn't good, you wouldn't see all these Sonic TV shows. You wouldn't see all these like Sonic films, or whatever. But that's the thing. Like it's there's so much there. And it, it, like it didn't have to be like Sonic has just been like you know I I don't want to diss Mario because I'm not a Mario fan I don't play Mario games but from from my understanding of Mario like you're just there for the gameplay there's not some world ending like plot that involves all these mythological deities and gods and like all these like ancient gems that come from space no it's just you know, you're playing as Mario you gotta rescue uh, Princess Peach from Bowser that's that's pretty much the story um, Sonic has just been that but no when it came to adventure they reached for the stars they had all all these different things going on. They have all these fleshed out characters and that continues. And some people say that Sonic doesn't need story, good storytelling. I highly disagree. It's like personally my favorite part of the whole series. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with Gamebox. Anything you wanted to add? Uh, no, honestly, no, not really. Again, the only, the only thing I would say really draws me to what, I like about Sonic is just the characters, the worlds that they built, some of them, and yeah, just how they how they were presented on screen at the time when I first got into Sonic. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Agreed. And I also want to elaborate on something that you said earlier, where like, uh, you know, like the Sonic stories are wild, they can do about anything. I've seen series like Resident Evil get critiqued for like jumping the shark as much as it does, but Sonic just says, "Hold my beer to any other gaming series." All right, that uh, maybe maybe Saint Row has some competition. All right, but Sonic just doesn't care. One game, you're you're dealing with like a cult, and then there's like this whole iblis of flame of disaster that's going to destroy all time and space. Another game, you're freaking like a black knight trying to take down like Sir Arthur. Another game, you're just you're you're in space in a space amusement park. Like the, the series is so unbelievably wild. There's an, there's there's an irresistible charm to it. Like they like like you said, they can do literally anything. Uh, and that doesn't even just apply story wise. That also applies gameplay wise. There's so much experimentation and variety with this series. Like I never get bored talking about it. Like no game is like the, is like another. Like every game is so different, and I, I just love that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, now that we've gotten all that out of the way, now here's the here's the big question. Hopefully, this like makes up most of the meat of, of this episode because I'm really interested in this one. So, Gamebox, I'm going to look you into the eyes, uh, do the screen, and I am going to ask you, what is your 
favorite Sonic game? Oh boy. <laughs> um, my favorite Putting Sonic game. Putting you in the spot. Oh my god, it kind of. You know, I'll I'll go with like. Oh, should I? Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go with Sonic Three and Knuckles because mm. I don't know. It's just the game that gives me so much memories from childhood. The game plays fun. The stages are amazing. The soundtrack is is amazing. I listen to it while I'm on the bus going to get new DVDs or just going out to college or something like that. It's absolutely wild. And even though Sonic Three well, in some fans' eyes, don't see it as having a story. Personally, I think there is a story there, but it's just shown through gameplay-wise, if you if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah, people who say that like, Sonic Three had no story, they're they're, they're they're wild. Like like they they need to be stopped because no, like there's an obvious story there. Yeah, um, and there's also my other favorite game would have to be. Sonic Unleashed, mainly because I th that's the point that really this was the game that got me into Sonic like, this is the game that be that got me to be a Sonic fan because it just shows that Sonic, even though he's pretty much the the cool, edgy guy as he pretty much is, but it shows that he has heart, he has a heart, he cares he cares for others and he will do any he'll do anything to help out his friends and that's personally what i really really love about the character like even though he's being beaten down by other types of creatures or whatever he can easily get back up and just shrug it off like it was nothing at times mm -hmm. that's all i have to say for some leash because yeah he's, he's unstoppable he's determined yeah i I you know I I'm sad that I never really got to uh, beat Unleashed. I'm probably gonna um, I'm I'm working up my Sonic collection. I just bought Heroes. Oh uh, six is still coming in the mail, and then um, once I have my hands on those, I'll also go ahead and buy Unleashed. I'll actually own Unleashed like for myself for the first time instead of relying on a streaming service, and I'll have to rebuy my co copy of Generations because my current one is uh is beyond repair. Um, but yeah, no, I've always wanted to like play the entirety of Unleashed because I've heard just so many, like so much, just, oh, I like every, that game has, has a, like its own like following. Like at, at the time it was unfairly judged because people just weren't, people just, just like, we won't they were just coming off of 06. They wanted something that was like a masterpiece and Unleashed, it, it had a very new combat system that took up the majority of the game and people that turned people off from it. it they, they judged the game unfairly, but, um, now people are looking back and starting to realize, wow, Unleashed is seriously a amazing game, and that that's that's good. I, I always hate it whenever something's like not given like you know a proper trial. Like it's just people will make random reasons or make random excuses to just like hate on something nonstop. And I'm glad that that game's like pros are starting to get recognized. Yeah, I think you might disagree with me on this one because I have like pretty well. It's not really con a controversial take, but a lot of people seem to not really like the werehog stages personally i kind of like them they're like a, a straight five out of ten for me 
Oh yeah, no, I, I've seen people who also really uh, like the Red Hot stages. Um, from my understanding, like I said, I haven't had much experience to the game. I played through the first quarter and then I stopped. But um, from my like, uh, apparently the main problem is how long it takes to like get upgraded and be on an equal footing with the enemies when you're playing as the Red Hog. That's like because when you first start playing as him, it's kind of frustrating. You have to earn that sense of power, and you know it turns a lot of people off. Um, but other than that, I've heard I've heard pretty good stuff about it. In fact, it, it's very rare, but there are some people who think that um, the Werehog combat actually exceeds that of Frontiers. And if you know how how crazy the combat can get in Frontiers, that's actually a huge compliment to Unleashed. Um, there's a lot of Unleashed stands, and I, I, I love it. Yeah. Alright, so we got Sonic 3 Knuckles and Sonic Unleashed. I also wasn't expecting Sonic 3 Knuckles, uh, but I should have because that game is held as like the undisputed like peak of classic Sonic. I feel like such an outlier because when I tried to play it, I wasn't having a fun time. I tried to play it a second time, I'm not really having a fun time. Not because the game's bad, I just don't like how long the stages are. There's a lot of random, unpredictable hazards that just are annoying. I, 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 the majority of the boss fights are just not fun. I'm not having the, the best time on it as I would with Sonic 2. I might become one of the Sonic 2 uh, Stan to like argue that's better than Sonic Three. You know that's an unpopular opinion in the community. <laughs> so, but but yeah, no, uh, Sonic Three like definitely. I, I I respect that game a whole lot though because that game like really pushed the limits of what a Sonic game could be at the time. It really like it really just went all out. Mm -hmm. Just an overall amazing okay. game. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It it it, it pushed this Genesis to its limits, definitely. Like I, I'm I'm surprised the console didn't blow up if been people inserted that back in 1995. Yeah. All right. So uh, my favorite. So would you say Unleashed second favorite game? Uh, see, with that, it's kind of hard to say because there are points where it's like I like Sonic Three better. And then there's just points where it's like, nah, I like Unleashed better. It's like, I can't, oh. really, can't really decide. They're both fun, enjoyable games that I just can't really pick. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I was like that. Um, I'm, I'm like that a lot of actually my choice because, yeah, the, there's just some games where you can't really decide. They're, like, they're wildly different from one another, so it's very hard to compare and contrast like the pros and cons. And it's just like both experiences give you an equal amount of joy. Um, so yeah, uh, with that said, my favorite Sonic game out of all of them, um, I'm, I'm gonna have to just, I'm gonna have to be that guy, it's Sonic Frontiers, okay? I, I know it's the latest release, it just came out, and some of you are gonna just assume that, oh, it was because it's new, it's because it's new why you love it so much, and like, give it time, and you're gonna like, realize, okay, well, maybe it's not your favorite. No, guys, I've had two months to sit in this game, I've thought about it a lot, and yeah, guys, I, I just, it, it's just, it, it, it is my favorite. <laughs> it just is my favorite because it's just, I love everything about that game. Like, it's kind of wild when I think about it. There's not really anything about it that, like, upsets me or is a notable con or, like, takes away from the experience. Like, the cyber state, despite the, wow, I can't talk. And, you know, I, why did I start a podcast if I can't speak? The cyberspace stages, 
um, on people's weakest aspect of the game, and I definitely agree with that. But the level design of those cyber stages, the presentation, it's just how fun they are to speed run. Yeah, those are great. Those are fun. I enjoy those. It's, it's way more fun. It doesn't feel as smooth or responsive as Forces does, but a way, way better experience than Forces. Just that one component of the game alone. I love the open zones. I think they're really, they're, they're just well designed. There's so much fun to traverse and move around in, except Chaos Island. Chaos Island is the biggest outlier. Um, but yeah, no, um, Freaking Ray Island, Kronos Island, Ares Island, Alanos Island, all of it is it's just, it's so much fun. The storytelling is the best it's been in years. Uh, freaking Big Dick Ian Flynn is now in charge of the writing and the lore, and I'm so glad because that man has earned it with all of his contributions to the comics. Um, storytelling is just perfect. Presentations. I didn't feel like I was playing a next-gen game, but, you know, it's coming out on the Switch. There does have to be limitations, so I definitely get that. Um, and, yeah, no, just overall, just such a solid, fun game that had me just... That that had my mind blown from beginning to end. I platinumed it. I 100%ed it in the first three days I had it. Like, I, I, I could not put it down. I, I, I tried to. I actually just could not stop playing it. That's how obsessed I was. And, um, yeah, Frontiers just takes it. It, it, it just barely beats out Adventure 1. Because if you're wondering what it was before Frontiers, it was not like Adventure 1, but sometimes it, it gets replaced with Adventure 2, then it gets replaced with Adventure 1. I can't decide between Adventure 1 and 2 which one I like more, but I do know that I like Frontiers more than both of them. It doesn't matter, Uncle Ben, but Frontiers is better than both of them. Um, yeah, I, I, I just I have so much love and appreciation for what that game has done and the precedent it's set for the series. And um, yeah, that's where I stand as my favorite Sonic game. Great choices. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I like some, and you guys may also wonder why I have such a hard time choosing between Adventure One and Two because usually, like, someone takes a side. Look, guys, Adventure One destroys two when it comes to gameplay, but Adventure Two destroys one when it comes to story and 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 presentation. So it's it's really hard to decide between the two. I, I, I have more fun, I think, playing Adventure 1, but Adventure 2 just does so many like phenomenal things. It's the most iconic game in the series. It's it's kind of just... It's crazy. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, that, that pretty much does it for that for that uh, topic. Unless you have anything else you want to contribute, Gamebox. Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Actually, I will say... I'll include Black Knight in the list as well because uh, I've already mentioned it earlier. It's also just be it's because of how Sonic was presented in the story and just everything else. I will say the gameplay is kind of hit or miss, but other than that, fun game. I uh, I mean, you guys. I mean, hey, you guys on the podcast actually uh, listen to podcast just figured out our top three favorite Sonic games. Um, because Gamebox he has Black Knight, Unleashed, Dean Knuckles, Me, Frontiers, Sonic Adventure One and Two. Easily our top three, our respective top threes. Uh, yeah. So the this question is actually one that I had not considered when um thinking about this topic, but one that I'm now very interested to ask. Uh, that you touched on earlier, and that is, what is your favorite Sonic memory? Oh my god. Oh, favorite Sonic memory. I have a lot of favorite Sonic memories, mainly back from, I would say, roughly around 2009, 2010, or 2011. Mm -hmm. And it was on Christmas Day. Actually, no, I'll, get, I'll, I'll put out the full context first. 
So I remember um, I was just in the kitchen. There was a workspace with the computer and stuff. Uh, my 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 folks had their friends around just having a blast and all of that. And I'm on the computer just looking up some Sonic stuff. And I was like, I like Sonic, but I also... <laughs> this is kind of funny. I like Sonic, but I like toys too. What if there were Sonic toys, like Sonic toy videos I can actually watch? So I look up Sonic toys and there's like a, a bunch of videos. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I... <laughs> I just start scrolling and I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like, you get those Sonic tubers like Sonic Toast, Supersonic Boom, uh, Pip Up Fan 77. It's so amazing. And just the way they present the characters is just so funny. So funny. Like, I remember one of the episodes, I, I can't remember which one it was from, but they, like, there was a part where Shadow. It was like a superposer shadow, and he's just walking, saying, Oh, I'm big, I'm massive, no one can tell me that I suck. And then there's like random characters passing him by going, You suck, shadow. And then <laughs> another shadow figure, <laughs> another shadow figure pops up going, You suck, shadow. And then shadow turns back and goes, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> and another memory would be Chris would be Christmas Day getting like a lot of Sonic stuff. Like some of the Sonic toys that are so rare to this day that it just makes me pull my hair out that you can't get them anymore. Like Superposer a Superposer Shadow, Superposer Knuckles, um Sonic X DVDs, but they were only like little volumes, so yeah. And uh Trying to remember. Oh yeah, the Werehog, the normal five-inch Sonic. Man, that Christmas was just amazing. And I think that was also the the year that I asked for um a Rosora Sonic because that's like a figure I've been dying to get. I'm still dying to get it, but the problem is, is that it's just so expensive and so rare that you can't really get it anymore. Yeah. No, that's a good memory. That's always, that was honestly really wholesome. I love that. That, that was like a that was a good story. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite memory is gonna probably piss some people off because of how cheap it is. Uh, look, guys, it's my it's my it's my opinion. It's my memory. <laughs> no matter how recent it may be, it's my memory. All right, this is gonna be some shouted memory. It's gonna be very recent. I'm pretty sure you guys are starting to catch on. My favorite Sonic memory is encountering the giganto boss for the first time in frontiers all right so i i look 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 i know how recent that was this is some like childhood memory but i want i want to put something into perspective okay sonic frontiers was my first blind sonic game experience okay when i played adventure one i knew the entire story when i played adventure two i knew the entire story when i played generations when i played colors i knew the entire story i i knew i basically i like because remember my introduction to sonic was from youtube before i actually got, were able to get my hands on the games so i would know the entire plots before i would actually play them that happened for a lot of things other than sonic 2 uh but frontiers I had no knowledge of going in. It was a completely blind experience. So, yeah. And 
I was just wowed at how good the dialogue is, how good the writing was, how great the tone was. I was just so happy that Sonic the Hedgehog was done being a Saturday morning cartoon. And it was back to its shonen roots. It was back to being like to taking itself like semi seriously while also not at all in some aspects. It was it was great. But what cemented my my faith in the series is when you get to the Giganto boss after being humiliated the first time. It's finally time for a rematch. So you're you're there. You're just standing standing across from me. You're like, oh my god, this guy is so big. How am I going to scale this guy? You managed to get the chaos emerald off his head, and just like that, the snap. You're supersonic. You're supersonic, and the music undefeatable by Kellen Quinn just just. To just starts up, and you know, shit just got started. Like you know that things are about to go crazy, and before you know it, you are punching a giant titan in the face as like heavy metal rock music is just blasting through your ears. There are so many different attacks going. Like there's so many like raw like parry counters, and there's so much like he has laser beams. He just fires a laser beam at you. It is the most bizarre out like out of pocket crazy but at the same time amazing moment i think i've ever experienced playing a video game like i was just in i was speechless like guys okay like you watch youtube and get to that part they're usually commenting like oh wow this is so cool or like they're just shocked and screaming i wasn't either of that I was just speechless. I, I, I didn't have any words. I, I, was, I, I had to check to see if what I was seeing was real. It was such an unbelievably cool, raw moment. And it came out of nowhere. And I, I still, till this day, every time I get to that fight, I am just so shocked that this is a Sonic game in the year 2022. And it's just so sick. So yeah, I know it's recent. I know it just happened. I know it's cheap. But that is my favorite Sonic memory. And I, I don't think anything will ever beat it anytime soon. I, I just I was just in awe. I was speechless. My mind was had just shut down at what I was just playing. That's my favorite Sonic. Very funny. Huh. Alright, what was very funny is when when this guy was streaming Sonic Frontiers, he 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 literally before Sonic turns into Supersonic, he literally goes, and I'm not joking when I say this. You can go back, you can go back and watch his streams. He literally says it's Morbin time before turning oh, into yeah. Supersonic. I pissed myself laughing. It was so funny. Yeah, because when I, I was doing a, a stream of like my second playthrough of the game, because uh, I hadn't streamed my first time on YouTube because I just wanted to enjoy the game. So I was doing it on YouTube. My chat was just like saying, hey, Sly, you know what to say. And, like, they were like, when you turn into Supersonic, you know what to say. And I, I honestly had no idea like what the hell the, any, people, any of them were talking about. And someone tipped me off to what it was. And I was like, okay, all right, I know what the people want. And so I just screamed, it's morbid time. And I, when I transform, it's just a hype moment. It's great. And, and yeah, it's a perfect way to, to freaking begin a, a fight with a giant celestial titan, and it is, it's perfect. I, I That game is so fucking amazing. I love that game so much. Oh, yeah, it's my favorite Sonic game for a reason, guys. I'm not capping you guys. I'm not lying. I'm not just saying it to be a dramatic. It, it's just, it's such a great game, and I, I can't believe it even exists. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was fun. That was great. Uh, anything you want to add before we move on, Gamebox? Uh, no, not really. 
Okay, bad. So this is going to be our last little subtopic. We're, we're approaching an hour or at least somewhere near it. So, uh, yeah. I want to ask you, Gamebox, uh, this is just a general question, uh, and after, like I said, guys, after this episode, we're not going to be, like, intro introducing ourselves anymore, you guys are going to know who we are, uh, you guys are going to know, like, our general stances on Sonic, so we're just going to be moving on to, like, talking about news, talking about certain events and whatever, but to cap this off, what are your future hopes for this series? Where do you want the franchise going? What are you looking forward to? Just what are you hoping and expecting out of the series going forward? Oh, wow. Uh, I'm pretty much just hoping that they pretty much just nail the storytelling. Because, again, mm -hmm. storytelling nerd, what can you say? Um, another yeah, keep uh, big just, Ian Flynn one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've not read a lot of Ian Flynn comics. <laughs> but um, I would... I know this is kind of a bit nitpicky, but I'd I'd like to see, um, r like more expressive like cutscenes as well. Like, don't get me wrong, the cutscenes in Sonic Frontiers were fine, but I'd like to see cutscenes and maybe possibly for a future Sonic game, like not in the Frontiers sequel, but in like a different, maybe a spin-off like game. We could see a newer model of Sonic and have like uh ratchet and clank or crash bandicoot like cutscenes because i don't know even though i don't play the games the cutscenes just look amazing and they look fantastic yeah yeah they're so the characters are so expressive as well and it's like you can put this in a sonic game and it'll just be amazing like you'll win me over oh, with that yeah. that's pretty much is, is it oh is that it yeah just all I would like okay. to see. That's all I can for, guys. Just, just freaking, just make the characters more expressive. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree because uh, I liked how expressive they were in Frontiers, but it was clear that they were operating uh, with a budget with time constraints because the animation at certain parts was really clunky. It was really awkward. Um, yeah, it's clear that like they just didn't have time to like really refine the animations. Uh, the goal. I think the perfect like thing to take inspiration off of, like the perfect standard. Not, I'm not necessarily a standard because it is asking for. Not, I'm not expecting it to exactly mirror it, but have the characters be as expressive as they are in Sonic Prime. If any of you have watched Sonic Prime, that is easily the best the characters have ever looked in anything ever. Like they are so expressive. There's so many like neat little like animations. Like it, it's it's wonderful. Like they they feel like living, breathing creatures, and like it, it, it's 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 cool. So I I think that'd be great if like we saw more of that and um and a Sonic game going forward because uh, like Gamebox said, there's games like Crash Bandicoot where like the animation is just it's just top tier and like every frame like it's just it's just sick. So yeah, I agree. Uh, better animations. I hopefully that will increase because Sonic Team is getting more people to work uh to, to work on the next game like they're they're expanding their numbers so hopefully sonic team <laughs> not sonic team my bad hopefully sega our good buddy sega um realizes that you can't just snap and make a game come out and they give their employees the proper time budget and resources to make an amazing game because it's like the main issues of frontier is like a weird final boss in a scrapped island could have been avoided if dare i say it they didn't have time constraints so who knew um, but yeah, I, I, I do hope that the animation is something that does get improved. Yeah. All right. Um, as for me, I, I, I'm not like Gamebox, but I'm a, I'm a simple man with simple needs. I, I have, I have a, I have a list. <laughs> not, not a list, but I have a oh, few things. 
Huh? He's got a list. I got a list. I've been preparing for this moment, all right? So, like Gamebox said, just storytelling, just just, just keep you influenced. Like, no one at Sonic Team has to touch or move a fucking thing. All they have to do is just keep Ian Flynn hired, give him full creative freedom, and then that's it. You just win. The stories are always good. You just win. Like, that's it. Sega, quit your mandates. Your mandates are trash, okay? Knuckles is now a bumbling idiot. Shadow's not an edgelord. Uh, Sonic is not, like, this perfect person with no flaws. No. Scrap the mandates. Get rid of them. All they do is hold the stories back. Let Ian Flynn just just roll on in here and just keep the, keep this train going. I love these characters. I love the dynamics and their way. Uh, that like I'm tired of them being caricatures of themselves. Uh, bring back the actual good uh, Sonic characters. They, they they did in uh, Frontiers, but it was clear some mandates were still there. Gave up the mandates entirely. Scrap them. I, I would that would be my dream. I would love that. That's why the characters in the Paramount movies are so good because they don't have to deal with those freaking bullshit mandates. Um, so yeah. Uh, aside from storytelling, uh, what I want to see also is more experimentation. One thing I absolutely love about this series is how crazy they get, and like I said, how each game feels different from one another. Like uh, Sonic Sonic 06 does not feel like Shadow the Hedgehog. Uh, Unleashed does not feel like 06. Colors does not feel like Unleashed. Generations feels somewhat like Colors, but just way more refined uh, with a whole different premise and a whole different level design. Yeah, it's just. Just, um, I like how each game feels different. Keep up with the experimentation. Keep introducing new mechanics. Don't get cocky. That's what they ha- That's what happened with Forces. They found a winning formula, thought that they didn't need to refine it at all or do anything to, like, make it special or do anything with the level design. They got really lazy. They spent four years developing the engine and not actually working on the game. And as a result, we got one of the most wasted, just, just hashed together, just lazy failures uh, to come out of the Sonic series. So, yeah, don't get cocky. Keep Keep trying to blow our socks off. Uh, Moyo Kishimoto, the director of Frontiers, has said that his main goal, his main design philosophy, is to always meet and surpass expectations. I love that. That's all he needs. As long as he keeps having that in mind, keep destroying our expectations. Every time we think you're going to do something, do something bigger. Just keep the series just constantly going. Keep keep experimenting. Keep doing new things. Um, yeah, and... What else? Oh yeah, please, for the love of Christ, get your canon together. Get, get it together. I love Sonic Time. It should not be canon. I I, I love the IDW comics, but I, I don't know how well they can fit into the canon. I don't know what's canon anymore. Styx is canon. Does that mean Boom Rise of Lyric is canon? But like it took place in the main era and like they had the original designs, or is he or or it was a certain port canon, like a Shadow Crystal, the, the right one. They need to get their lore together. I, I, I get it. It's it's a bunch of cartoon animals meant for children. I understand that we're not the target audience but please please just just get everything sorted just thank you <laughs> all right um and uh oh and one last thing one last thing i said i'm done uh one last thing um keep keep going with the ports i know people have trauma and ptsd over how bad the colors ultimate port was even though i never experienced any issues personally i'm not gonna pretend i'm not gonna pretend like it, no one else did uh it was a it, it was a not so great port mostly due to sega's incompetence um yeah but just because Colors Ultimate was a failure doesn't mean other ports have to be too. And that game got updated, and now it runs perfectly fine. Uh, so does Origins. So, yeah, I want to see more ports. And the reason why is because Sonic has such an amazing history with so many, like, groundbreaking titles. And it's a shame seeing them get, like, lost to time. Like, for instance, a lot of new fans have no way to play Heroes. The only way you can play Sonic Heroes is if you have a PS2, if you have a, a, a Xbox, a Nintendo GameCube, or you have one of the um, additional, like, 7th generation consoles that are backwards compatible. 
that's it. You can't buy it on Steam. You can't buy it on any like modern console. It is completely inaccessible. Same thing with Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, no, cut that crap out. We we need we need to make sure that every game is accessible, regardless of its quality. Because I I, I cannot stress how important game preservation is, especially when it comes to this series, because a lot of like the heaviest lore contributions are locked behind a lot of these like games that no one really plays anymore. So yeah, uh, make them accessible to for modern hardware. And please, 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 if you're not going to do it for Heroes, you're not going to do it for 06, you're not going to do it for Unleashed, do it for the adventure games. The adventure games deserve it so much because those are literally what define the narrative. Those are really what define 3D Sonic. Like They're way too important to just uh be left collecting dust um so yeah with that said i think that concludes pretty much everything in this episode uh closing thoughts game box honestly i really had a lot of fun speaking about sonic because uh yeah it's just i'm flipping love this character i do too oh that's it you just you just had fun (laughs) yeah had fun speaking about the um favorite favorite memories of the character how i got how i got into the whole franchise it's just oh my god i do not know how to describe it it's like it's kind of like you're going back in time but you're not it's like oh my god oh yeah no trust me like this character i have so many memories of him i have so many like it it's such a comfort series for me. I it, it, I love it. And no matter what people think about Sonic fans, no matter what people think about my interest, I'm never going to stop loving this franchise. And and yeah, yeah, no, like you said, it's really fun to talk about. Uh, so yeah, and my closing thoughts are, yeah, no, um, I'm a, I'm a, I love Sonic. Uh, I as you can tell, if you couldn't tell from my name, if you couldn't tell from the last hour of audio that you just listened to. Um, I like I like this 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 blue hedgehog. And that's that pretty much it. So, Gamebox, uh, before we go, uh, what are you doing? What are you working on? Let the people know. Right? I, 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 I ripped that line straight off of the hot ones, I know. Okay, but it's a good, it's a good little thing to, 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 to let people know what they're working on. So, so tell people, just shout yourself out. Uh, what, what are you up to? Wow. Uh, right now, I'm currently editing um, a show that me and, uh, me and Sly here are working on called the Sly and Bog mm-hmm. Show. Originally, it was yeah. meant to be a review slash narrative driven series, but we've at, but we've gotten some other storytellers aboard, and we've just decided, you know what, let's just go full storytelling with this stuff, and that's in the editing process. And uh, outside of the slime box show, I'm looking once the slime box show is done. I'm just gonna put this out right now. Once the slime box show is finished, I might, I say might, start work on a Sonic story because I had a Sonic story on Storyfire called Sonic Powers, but looking back at it now, it was a fun story, but I want to try something new. So I'm going to call this um, Sonic project uh, Game Box's Sonic the Hedgehog, but that's just plans things can change we'll just have to wait and see what the the future beholds for the um lore hell yeah man 
Yeah, no, what he said. Yeah, the the Slime Box show, uh, Game Box has been working extremely hard on it. Okay, uh, he and King ripped most of it. I had some influence, but I wasn't there for like a lot of like the meetings. Like they basically, oh, I don't know who King is. He's a friend of ours. They they killed it writing the show. I read the script. It's it's awesome. I love it. And um, yeah, he's been he's been like working on it for like the past what few months, <laughs> like maybe close like coming up on a year. Yeah, it's it's been um, it's been a while, guys. Huh? Honestly, I don't know how he does it. It's absolutely amazing. It's uh, I can't really describe the amount of words with write the writing process. It's just so much fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like you guys don't know King, but he he's a good friend of ours, and he killed. He's an extraordinary writer. I've had the honor and pleasure of working with him on a uh, book that he's writing, Mercenaries um, for Love, and it's it's it, he he's just so talented. He's unbelievably talented. He even makes his own music. I didn't even know that until last night. He makes music like just for fun. He made it just for fun. How 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 is that? Like I swear he's a robot. He has to be a robot, but. Um, yeah, so the Slime Box Show is on Gamebox's channel, which is in the link in the description. If you're watching this on Spotify, um, I, I, you gotta go to YouTube. I'm sorry, you gotta go to YouTube, search up Gamebox, uh, and you should find it. Uh, make sure to put it in the channel filter. And, um, yeah, or you can go to my channel. He's in my YouTube fan section. Uh, click on that. Or you can go to this, uh, video on YouTube and just go in the description. You can find it. And, yeah, uh, the Slime Box Show is the show that's gonna be really awesome. Gamebox has been working really hard editing it. And once it comes out, it's gonna be glorious. It's gonna be a narrative-driven series already um there is a uh first episode which isn't a representation of how the entire rest of the series is going to be because it's not really narrative based it's more of a review based format but it's a nice introduction to like uh how the show is going to be presented what style it's going to be in and like you know all the, the the different characters in there um it it, it look it's, it's it's really cool and also there is a christmas skit out right now um and i'm pretty sure it takes place in the same universe right oh yeah it definitely does take in the same place but I, w- I would say, um, I I don't think this is pretty much spoilery or anything like that. It takes place after. Would, I, would, if, would we say after? Yeah, we'll say after the slime box show. But the good thing is, there's not a, a lot of spoilers. Like, um, me and King were just going through ideas, writing the script. King did some rewrites, which were just amazing and really freaking hilarious. It's just so it's so amazing. And doing the editing for that actually brought me out of that block. And I would say that and chest of randomness brought back my love for editing. And I'm very happy with that. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, there's a Christmas skit. It, it does take place after. Uh, but, like, hey, it's not about the journey and if it does conflict with something it could probably be considered soft canon where it, it, it is canon but it's not if you, you just don't think about it <laughs> but but yeah it's, it's like you can go check that on gaybox gaybox also does like a, a bunch of other amazing stuff uh just just go check that out and um yeah is there anything, is there anything else you want to say uh no not really all right, uh, time for me to be the glorious seller that I am. So, yeah, you can find me on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're already here. Hi, welcome. And, yeah, I basically upload a new Sonic thing every day, whether it's a live stream, whether it's a video, whether it's some sort of discussion. Um, I'm I, I'm pretty consistent. I upload every single day. So, uh, yeah, you can go there for all your Sonic jazz. And um, I am currently, um, speaking of Sonic stories, I am writing uh, my own Sonic story on Wattpad, um, just titled Sonic the Hedgehog um, for 
for algorithm's sake <laughs> because it picks it up and people type it Sonic. So yeah, it gets more readers. Um, yeah, it's in the link in the description if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, it, it's really fun. It's my own original like uh, take slash story of the whole lore and characters, and I'm having a lot of fun writing it. Um, it's not uh, anything professional wise. It's not super well written like like King would write his stories. It's it's very it's very like I would say it's probably like a fifth or sixth grade level. It's not that like intricate in its writing. Um, it's just it's just fun. It's a fun thing for me to do. I'm having fun with these characters. If you're remotely interested, you can go check it out. And uh, yeah, like I said, guys, we're going to have a new episode of this going up every Wednesday. And yeah, so just final, final closing thoughts, Gamebox. Anything you want to say to, to, to close out the whole, to, the whole episode? I like Sonic. <laughs> I like Sonic. Yeah, no, no outro. We like Sonic. Bye, everyone. Yeah, goodbye.